Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, dickheads, it's the Puke and Leak show. Hello. You all right? Yeah, very well. How are you, mate? I'm all right. The music's still going, so we haven't started the show properly. No. Uh, we need to keep on this kind of thread for a little while. Welcome the, to the show. The Puke and Leak show. Yeah. What date is it? I don't care. You We're are pre-recording this. The podcast. The podcast. Henry Winkler, Pete Donaldson. I am. I hang around in toilets with teenagers. Kicking jukeboxes. Kicking jukebox. He doesn't kick a jukebox. What does he do? Hits it. Very uncool. Yeah, he just hits it, doesn't he? Best ever jukebox move is um, Michael Jackson in the Moonwalker video. Flicking a quarter. Flicking a quarter into into the the slot. And then doing... It was a smooth criminal? Yeah. And then doesn't he turn into a robot and then Joe Pesci tries to inject a child with um, a syringe in the neck? Doesn't Joe Pesci... I just want everyone to be cool. Doesn't Joe Pesci want to get every kid in the world high? Yeah. And this is pre-Utree as well. It's so basic. It's like the plot of a video game from. It's, it's like the plot of Narc, the mm. video game from the nineteen nineties. I don't where know. Used it. To have uh, warnings from the um, Federal Bureau of Investigation. Don't do drugs. I don't know why the FBI were getting involved. No, um, but they did. Recently on the Luke and Pete show with him, Pete Donaldson, the podcast, Henry Winkler, and me, Luke Moore, we've talked about Doggerland, that piece of land that used to exist between the UK and Northern France. And, and and the Netherlands, to be fair. Mm. We talked about fish and chips. We talked about a man successfully skydiving without a parachute and surviving to tell the tale. Um, we talked about a kangaroo that we thought was extinct and turned out to not be extinct. What a dickhead. And, Holy um, moly. Yeah, just, just, just give us three rings. Yeah, just give us three <laughs> rings. Let us know you're okay. Did uh, you say there was a, a wallaby that had escaped from a zoo in England? No. And its name was Holly. Okay. Holly Wallaby. <laughs> okay, it's yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. My sister's called Holly. Right. Is she a play on uh, Holly Wallaby? I'm just linking, mate. I'm just linking, <laughs> just linking it in. Just linking it in. Uh, and also, say what you see. Speaking of uh, Doggerland, which sounds worse every time we say it. Yeah. Um, sounds like where Stan Collins was. Did we say that last week? Probably, yeah. yeah okay. When we got mixed up who, uh, which of the Mitchell brothers was into a bit of that nonsense. Um, yeah. The uh, space between England and France... Uh, AKA the channel. There's a big, there's a big scrap going on, isn't there? There's a oh, big really? scrap going on, uh, and it's all over scallops. Okay, scallops. tell me, tell me more because I love a scallop. Mate. Basically, um, there are some scallop hunting grounds uh, that the French are allowed to uh, get involved in, uh, and the English aren't allowed in. But the uh, French found some English boats there, so they got very upset and they threw bits of chain, uh, rocks, and smoke bombs at the English, and uh, the English re- re- basically repeated the same action and threw rocks. Bits of chain, but I don't think smoke bombs at the French. This sounds like you're going to end this anecdote by saying, um, take back control, no to a people's vote. <laughs> I just think that uh, we found a new game. You got rock, paper, scissors, now we've got metal, rock, <laughs> <Smoke> scallops. <bombs>. Scallops. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a great got, little game. I'm, I'm, be, it could be as big as Kabaddi. Do you want to know how to cook a scallop? How to uh, perfectly you, cook a scallop? Uh, are you going to say, don't cook it for very long? Well, you put them in a, a, in a pan, if you're cooking mm. a, a decent amount of scallops, 
What's you, a decent amount of scallops, big boy? Well, for this particular example, at least twelve, and you'll see why. Whoa, big you'll, what, you'll see why with the little with the little orange bits on them. That's the roe. I don't particularly like the roe, but some people will cook them with the roe. Yeah. No, I don't think that's even the roe, is it? That's it just is, an yeah. extension of the, um, of the thing. No, the roe would be individual little kind of. Oh, suddenly beads. you're the scallop expert yeah. now, are you? You're the, one, the... you're the one talking about searing scallops. Okay, imagining the scallop without the orange bit, which yeah, I think okay. is the roe, but you don't. So you basically you're do probably it like going a... frozen from farm foods. You do it, stop this. You do it like a clock. So you put the one number one scallop at twelve, right? And you count down one, two, all the way round, okay, to make a clock. And by the time you get back to eleven, the first one's finished. Turn it over oh. and turn them all over. Do it again, and they're done. That's clever. Yeah, I might have made that up, <laughs> but I'm sure did someone do, said that to me. Did you do once. that once? And you were like, "That's brilliant." Do I've I look, got to tell everyone, Pete? Do I look like a man who cooks his own scallops? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to get in touch or be a part of this podcast, Kakistocracy. Um, then it's hello at lukeandpeatshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, I'm What's using... a cacistocracy? Cacistocracy is where a, a, a essentially... A... See, I'm not afraid to ask questions about no, words. fine. Um, the answer is I don't know. So <laughs> it's where a country, I think, I don't know if it's actually a practical um, word, but it's in theory, it's where a country deliberately elects the most unqualified person to run the country. Oh, I so mean, it's basically very much... So the, the United States of America, right it's now. A really, yeah. It's a really good example. Some satirists would say it's a cacistocracy. Nice. Yeah, and so is this, mm. really. I mean, in well, the... I mean, we're very much sharing power, aren't we? And I, yeah. I've got the nuclear football, aka the iPad, aka the noise box. Yeah, I'm the, and I'm the Liberal Democrat and you're the Tory. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and I'm the, happy with that. If the Luke Great and Pete show... If the they, Luke... just dress, they just dress well. Who? The Tory, yeah. If the Luke and Pete show nation is... A, an amount of listeners mm. then re- really it is a cacistocracy because we essentially decide what goes on oh yeah yeah definitely and we are by far the most unqualified to do so yeah, anyway but, yeah but we use people's emails that's the thing speaking of uh, the Tories uh, dressing well um, have you seen Theresa May's um, clothing uh, in Africa I saw your tweet about it which you were particularly proud of I wasn't particularly proud of that I'm just I'm just saying that uh, it just got a few retweets that's all um, he, she ate that jacket Made her look like Michael J. Fox, yeah. and um, and uh, she in twenty eighteen. You shouldn't be talking about uh, women's clothing and how they dress. That's just not a done thing. Well, you brought this but up, it's, but it's like she's challenging us. She's wearing the maddest shit. Will and they, she always and she always has. You know, will they will, say anything? Will yeah, they say anything? Will they yeah. say anything? I'm a strong, powerful woman. Go on, talk about my clothes. Talk about my dancing. She's <laughs> talk about her dancing. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> But people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Just clap. Just clap along. Just clap along. Yeah. I can imagine, whenever that sort of thing happens, I always imagine like the thick of it. I always imagine like people in the background going, what are you, stop her doing that. Stop her doing that now. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Um, Yeah, so uh, do you want to know something I learned this week? Cacastrophocracy? I can't even say it. It's too early. (laughs) I learned this week, you're like this, and it might take a bit of explaining. Mick Jagger, you know Mick Jagger? Yeah. Sir Mick Jagger? Yep. Um, the great, the great uh, frontman of the Rolling Stones, of course. Um, is there anyone out there listening who doesn't know who Mick Jagger? Is probably not. Probably not. If you're doing the top ten most famous people, people. on earth, the Pope Jagger's got a, Jagger's got a shout there, isn't he? Yeah, the Pope. That's not a person. That's a, that's a title, isn't it? Yeah, but um, the current. All right, the current Pope then. What's his name? Stephen. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> you the don't Pope. even know his current name. No, I don't know his current name. You're I probably think... talking Donald Trump. Yeah. Jagger's got to be in with a shout. Madonna. Yeah, probably. Living. Yeah. Madonna's probably up there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, anyway, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger, check this out, Pete. Mick Jagger's got a son right. who is younger than his great-granddaughter. 
So, Ch- so, so Mick Jagger. Oh, well, he had a baby quite recently, though. Exactly. Didn't he? So, yeah. Mick Jagger, who I think would be in his 70s now, has eight children with five women. Mm. Uh, and he also has That's, five. Yes. To be honest, he's got the finances to, you know, put him, you know, put more kids uh, through college, surely. Like, he's got enough finance. Well, no one's suggesting that he's not putting them through college. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying that he should make more. They're not living in poverty, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got eight children by five women. He also has five grandchildren right. and became a great-grandfather on the 19th of May 2014 when um, his daughter Jade, her daughter Assisi, gave birth to another daughter. Mm. Unnamed. I, I, I don't know. I couldn't find out what her name is. Uh, Stephen. But, but Mick Jagger also um, had a son called Devereux Octavian Basil Jagger, born on 8th December 2016, so 18 months or so younger than his great-granddaughter. Mm. I mean, that's a mad thing, isn't it? It's a messy um, family photo at Christmas to put on the postcard. I'll be honest. I tried to work out how they're related to each other. Couldn't do it. Could not do <laughs> the it. Family tree. Yeah, it's basically Mick Jagger. It's basically ruined every sort of family sort of, <laughs> sort of term that I could think of. I was I was reading a bit about the Who and also Led Zeppelin as well, and how their respective drummers died. Yeah. Um and uh I realised that um the drummer of the Who, Keith Moon, he um died quite close to my house. Um, okay. but they d- there's no blue plaque outside saying that he lived in, in and died here. I thought he died in the US actually. No, he died here. He died he? he he um took a l- he was on meds for um stopping himself uh, being in like well, stopping himself from drinking basically. Uh and right. he just and he shouldn't have been prescribed them and he just took thirty of them and died. Have you, have you heard the Oops. story about him living next door to Oliver Reed? Mm, Possibly maybe. apocryphal. Possibly apocryphal. Shall I say it anyway? I'll say it anyway. All right, yeah. Uh, well, they're both dead. Don't matter. Um, apparently, um, apparently, Oliver Reed, when, when Keith Moon moved in, so, so Oliver Reed's living in the big house, I think in Beverly Hills or something, mm. and the next door house or the next house over is, is someone moves in there and Oliver Reed doesn't know who it is. And, but all he does know is like every other day or something, this helicopter just keeps buzzing over the garden and it's mm. really pissing him off. Mm. It's not really disturbing. I mean, we've had the police helicopter go over my house in West Norwood a few times recently, as I've told you, and it mm. can be very loud and very annoying. So I, 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 I sympathise. I've been playing Far Cry 5 and uh, my yeah. core um, fighter keeps buzzing a helicopter and alerting guards to my presence. I don't understand very what you upsetting. Just said, but Similar principle, right? Mm. Anyway, so Oliver Reed being the sort of fairly imbalanced man that he was mm. and obviously liked to like a drink, I think at one point it, the straw that broke the, broke the camel's back was it just buzzed over one final time. So he just he grabbed a shotgun from his yeah. house, goes out into the garden, just starts taking shots at it. <laughs> right. The big shotgun starts shooting this at this helicopter, uh, and as the story goes, the helicopter sort of spins around, comes down, lands in the big back garden, and Keith Moon rolls out with two brandy glasses and a bottle of brandy. Is like, hey, you seem like the kind of guy I want to be having. To <laughs> and they just they just get pissed together. Yeah, wow. and then they both died. At, Tremendously sad death through alcoholism. So, yes, um, that that be a lesson to you. Well, what would have happened if uh, it had caught the rotors? Yep, yeah, well, they, they murdered a man and his perished. Pilot. Perished. perished. Both of the perished. Um, Ruined some good brandy as well. Yeah, absolutely. That would have helped the um, flames. <laughs> what's your What's your brandy of choice? I don't have one. Arm oh, sorry, Henny baby. Armyak or <laughs> Armyak or uh, cognac. I was once in a. That's the only uh, two I know. Yeah, which one's the Louis? Is it Louis the fifth? Fourteenth Hennessy. My question for you, whenever anyone brings up brandy, is what's the one that's really expensive in airports? Yeah, that's all I know about. I it. went into a bar. Where I went to a, uh, a um, like I guess a nightclub. I was with I was with the girl, and uh, we went downstairs and in this um in this in this restaurant, and they had this this club sort of thing. Well, the, well, the restaurant's closing, but come downstairs. There's a there's a bar and a, a little club, dancey club. 
So I went in with the girl and uh, there was a um, bottle of brandy behind the bar and it had a really ornate um, kind of bottle and it was beautiful. It looked stunning. Oh, no. How much was, was it like, And I was like, all right, I'll take two shots of that, please, because I was interested in the bottle. No one says shots for brandy today. You're not supposed to shot it, are you? Well, and he goes, well, I wasn't going to sh- shove it down my... Well, not at these prices, anyway. He says, <laughs> he says it's £400 per shot. I was like... Did, did the girl you with hear you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, this yeah. fits I, in nicely to... I was like... To, I was like you she said had to, drag me away from it. To bring people... Yeah, to bring people <laughs> up to speed, you said if you went in and get a haircut and you didn't know the price and they cut your hair, the, the threshold for you starting to kick off was like 250 quid or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. would have bought those shots of brandy? Uh, no, I think if they were 70 quid, I reckon... That's I should cut off. I would have went... You know what? I've never had that before. Remember yeah. when we had a good year at the at the No, the stop, don't we tell bought a story. bottle of nice um champagne. True, yeah. And like, and, Treat and, yourself. and and well no, we were like I've never tried that kind of champagne. And yeah. it, we had we were having a celebration. We I think we just got an office or something. We were yeah. celebrating and uh, we got an expensive bottle of champagne and it was like, "Oh, this tastes exactly the same as every other bottle yeah. of champagne. There's literally no difference." So do you reckon, Why do we do this? Do you reckon the brandy would have been I mean, do you reckon if it, if it'd been a blind taste test, you wouldn't have been able to tell? I I think with the posher um, liquors, uh, it just it's just very a lot easier to drink, isn't it? So you could, I, it would just make me want more of it. I suppose <laughs> yeah. I was in the I was in the uh, Jerry's um, wine place. It's on Old Compton Street uh, last week, man, buying a bottle of wine, and there was a guy um, basically hawking this new kind of vodka, like it's really smooth vodka. And like you know, forty quid a bottle, fifty quid a bottle, right. um, and you taste it, and it's like, and it's very drinkable. And it just the, the the more expensive the alcohol, the more drinkable it is. I think that's the yeah. that's the point. But after sort of ten p.m., you don't yeah, care, exactly. Anyway, right? After two two of those, you don't really yeah, care, yeah, do you? Yeah. Yeah. All right, on that on that Never sort mind. of um, quite uplifting note, mm. shall we uh, have some emails after this? A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Yes. Hey, y'all, it's Farmer Meemaw, and today I'm going to show you what I've been doing to take care of the pantry moth situation. Today. Always take care of your pantry moth situation. No one ever speaks like that, or they shouldn't. I think there's two types of southern U.S. accent. Mm. One is like a really slow, quite charming drawl, drawl, which someone once described to me as cards being turned over in a poker game, (laughs) which is quite a good way of describing it. And then there's that one there. Yeah. Isn't there? Very different composition. Which I think is a little bit over the top. Um, I've got an email here, Pete, about a man stealing a VHS player. Would you like to hear it? I would very much like to hear that. Right in your wheelhouse, this. I think I wanted to read this email out as well, so I endorse this message. Would you want to go for it? No, no, no. I'd need to find Um, it first. (laughs) Okay. So this is an anonymous email um, for, for, for reasons that will become clear. Um, and it starts off like this. Hello, uh, during the great video format wars, mm. um, do you want to bring people up to speed on that in the 80s, Pete? Betamax. Betamax versus... VHS. Yeah. They both had went toe-to-toe uh, when it comes to formats. I think Betamax were a little bit smaller. Um, I think the uh, quality was pretty much the same, but it was just basically different size, uh, size tips. And uh, the only reason why... Uh, the only reason... Betamax didn't have pornography on it. They refused to, to um, use um, that and therefore it failed because <laughs> yeah. pornography makes technology Do you work. reckon they're linked? Well, that's why the internet gets right. so popular. And um, what, just very, very quickly, at the risk of a bit of a tangent, what's the, what was the big rival to Blu-ray? Uh, it was HD DVD, wasn't it? Yeah. So to me, that sounded like that was always going to win out because it's got a better name. What, HD DVD? It knows what you, you know what you're getting with that, don't you? Yeah. Blu-ray, what's Blu-ray? Could yeah, be then, it sounds the, like a fish. But then you're standing on the, you're standing on the shoulder of the, v, of the um, DVD, aren't you? Which is kind of yesterday's technology. But surely it just depends on which companies endorse it. Oh, yeah, hugely. I mean, yeah. I think Sony, Sony was Blu-ray uh, and the rest of the companies were HD DVD. It, it's, it's the proprietary technology and who wants to put um, enough money into marketing, I suppose. Right, okay. Anyway, so Betamax uh, VHS in the I guess this was in the 80s. Um, there's, still, there's still video CDs out in the East. Like, if you go to China, you can buy right. you can buy most films on video CD, which is like, a, you know, you fit in a, a whole film or a fil- or half a film onto a 800 megabyte um CD. And is that HD? No. Nowhere near, wow. mate. 540. Okay. Um, Pathetic. So, during the great video format wars, my dad made the sensible decision to nail his colours to the master of the mighty Betamax, mm. the superior format. Unfortunately, our local video shop had a very limited selection of Betamax rentals. It was either Pete's Dragon or porn, basically. <laughs> uh, and So, he's saying there, oh, there were porn on Betamax. There was porn on Betamax, but maybe they didn't embrace it as much as mm. VHS did. And so, faced with giving his children unreal expectations about befriending mythical beasts... He did what any man would do and borrowed a VHS player from work at the weekend. But as he worked in the bank, the only VHS they had lying around was the one for the CCTV tape- tapes, and so every other weekend the bank would go without as we watched from the wider range of video shop VHS rentals. <laughs> when he finally admitted defeat and bought a VHS, the borrowing didn't stop, as all of our blank VHS tapes came from the bank's archive of CCTV videos, which meant that any films we taped off the TV would always come with an introductory few minutes of a footage of bank customers queuing for the cashier's desk. <laughs> Where are the tips, Paul? Oh, they're at home. His dad's now apparently left the job, but um, the email still wants to be to be kept anonymous. That's uh, so spooky. I mean, they're kind of long player cassettes as well. The if, quality would be dreadful. If you were young enough, you'd be thinking, why does every sort of film <laughs> have a... start with this? Is <laughs> like a, it would be like, you know, when you watch a movie and it comes up with the production company's like logo and little mm. passage, like, you know, Scott Free, Ridley Scott, that kind of, it would be a bit like that. And then after that, there's just a man in a bank. Yeah. Going. I think any footage from a bank looks kind of 
moody, doesn't it? It looks like something's about yeah. to happen. You're like, why am I watching this? Something's about to happen. But really, it's just an old lady cashing a check. Yeah, I remember my friend Tim, uh, Tim Stokes. He won't listen to this, but in case he is listening. He, I'll, I'll his name is Jim Box. <laughs> no, Tim, Tim Stokes' his name is, and he was a decent football player back in the day. And he scored a goal for his school at Fratton Park. Right. right? He was a Southampton fan, mm. and he still is. And um, but he scored a brilliant goal at Fratton Park, mm. and uh, he had it on VHS tape, right? And he used to show it to everyone all the time, yeah. And uh, one time he showed it to me for like the four hundredth time or whatever, and uh, it just didn't work. It was completely gone, like it. it been... And you were just holding a magnet over the top of it. <laughs> yes, that just didn't happen. <laughs> but no, seriously, he probably played it four hundred <laughs> times, and that was it. That was the, that was the life. That was the yeah. life cycle of the VHS of the tape. VHS tape. So oh, there you go. No, what a disaster! Surely he could go to some kind of data recovery experts and recover his. History. But then he'd be running the risk of what's on the rest of the tape. Yeah, exactly. Um, 80s and 90s problems. Hey, you don't get them yeah. like that anymore. Um, it's like, it kind of reminds me of um, using old VHS tapes from a bank. It's like that Bourne music thing I was talking about earlier on in our yeah. Shaw's run where yeah. uh, in um, Soviet, Soviet, Union. Soviet Union they had x-rays that had records imprinted in them. Yeah. yeah. Due to censorship. Yep. Um, I'm not seeing you get an email ready, so do you want to do, you wanna do uh, that? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. You've yeah. got a printout Sorry, there. Enjoying, yeah, yeah, but they're all old ones. Oh, okay. Right. I want to give you some, some you, stuff hot and fresh out the kitchen. Can you pass me a piece of paper so I can make notes so it's oh, not harder for me later? Okay, then. Thanks. Fine. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of emails in the email box about Dick Smith. Oh, the, Have you seen these? Yeah, I had a brilliant story about that, but I'm sure you're going to read it. Well, Stuart, uh, Stuart basically says, I noted with interest your last episode, uh, one of the battery brand names that generated some mirth coupled with disbelief, Dick Smith. Let me clear up some confusion with a well-known conundrum. If a locksmith works with locks, a goldsmith works with gold, <laughs> what does Dick Smith do? Well, he sells electronic components to hobbyists until it all goes wrong. Sounds like the story of Maplins in many ways. Um, basically, Dick Smith Electronics was, until a few years ago, a fixture of Australian New Zealand retail. The founder, Dick Smith, himself is an Australian icon. The company made uh, transistors, cables. Uh, well, they sold these things anyway. And soldering kits for dads. Very much sounds like Maplin's or Maplin. Um, this was a somewhat unique place in the Australasian uh, retail market for years until the turn of the century when it moved into consumer electronics and generic products like batteries as well. It was ultimately unable to complete, p- compete with uh, other established entities in this area. And it folded a couple of years ago with the loss of 350 stores and around 3,000 jobs. Uh, in another email uh, that I haven't saved, unfortunately, uh, basically this uh, guy's talking about uh, the fact that when they went down, it was James Maltus. Hello, James. Uh, one of the most bizarre facts about this uh, company going to the wall is that at the time of liquidation, the company had a stockpile of 141 months' worth of Dick Smith branded AAs. <laughs> this is what I heard. And yeah. 131 months' worth of branded triple A's. Yeah. So they I mean, like, What are you powering, though? That's yeah. what I'm saying. So they basically had loads of batteries left over to get rid of. <laughs> Sorry, why are you bankrupt? Because we've got about £5 million pounds of the batteries <laughs> in stock. <laughs> we, we're paying our staff in batteries. So people in Australia have gone through the heartbreak of, of it, the equivalent of a Maplin closing down. So, I genuinely was on the high street um, last uh, a couple of days ago and I needed a particular wire and I was like, I have no idea where I would get that now. Amazon? <sighs> yeah, but I, again, I need it now. Right, yeah. I okay. need it now. What was it, what was it for? Uh, it was for a headphone... You've got two or three drawers full of wire. Oh yeah, there'll be one in there, but I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not getting involved in that. <laughs> so basically, you just keep buying new. In my wire cave. Is, is the wire cave still in existence? Because I remember in your old house, it was three drawers and a chest of drawers full of wires. Yeah. All knotted together. Yeah. It's like when um, I think we've spoken about this before. When uh, in the sewer, when worms get trapped together, or rats don't. Yeah, rats the, get the rat, rat king. Rat, isn't it? Rat king. Yeah. When the, he rat gets king. The, rats, uh, the biggest rat king ever caught was like 
45 rats or something. Disgusting. It's absolutely horrendous. Disgusting. Sooner or later, there's going to be an inadvertent bomb made in one there's, of those drawers you've got with speaking, wires and transistors and all sorts. Speaking of... Yeah, it's not a good look, is it? You know, you know the argument people say against um, against how the the universe... So there's an argument which says... I, I'm, I'm sort of going to paraphrase here because I don't fully understand it. But there's an argument that says the universe and the world and, and the planets and everything and the solar system couldn't have been created... Uh, couldn't have grown naturally mm. because it would have been like a hurricane going through a cargo warehouse and building a 747 like that's the <laughs> argument that could happen in your drawer in your house yeah um a bomb could be created inadvertently with all the different transistors the timers the wires you've got in there i think you very uh, much need the thing that makes it go boom boom <laughs> the semtex or the well I, plastic I, explosives along with the rest of the people listening to this i fully am prepared to believe you've got some sort of c4 in your house as well mm. got a lot of Cans of links. What off a day? There you go. That might help. Yeah, just use links as a, as a handy household substitute. So you know, you know. Speaking of that, you know, um, have you seen that sort of trend? There is for um, making people aware of those ridiculous, like top tips in women's magazines. Oh yeah, and they're, they're magical. Yeah, I read one the other day, genuinely, which was. I don't, they must be taking the piss by now. They must be have become self-aware. Well, I think sometimes like you see things that are so ridiculous. You're like, you must be doing that to become viral, to get your name out there. They must be doing that as a piss take. Like, yeah. the, the people who put these magazines together, they're not like batty 60-year-old, um, you know, old ladies on Facebook. They're media like, people, They're, they're right? media people. They're, yeah. they're people who, you work in, in the press, you work the trade rags, and then you... And but then some you people could have emailed something. them in, because they're emailed in by listeners, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but you, you, cho- readers, you, you, you deliberately choose the maddest ones to get your um, little slice of the world um, viral, you know what I mean? It's like... Well, anyway, the one I read the other day was... You're not gonna, I mean, you will believe it. It's funny, it's funny though. Like, if you're having loads of people over for, for afternoon tea or whatever, mm-hmm. and you've run out of mugs... Just um, cut the top off of a red pepper <laughs> and make them a cup of tea in the pepper. <laughs> that was an American magazine as well. <laughs> it's just even worse. Um, yeah, it's like when Alan Partridge has the area later. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the, um, uh, we're talking about the Rat King, uh, Fatberg, who has been a subject we've uh, visited uh, and revisited over and over again. Um, did you know the Fatberg went to a museum? I can't remember which museum it is in London. Uh, they put it in like a hermetically sealed box. Right. Uh, How big is it? I, d- I don't know because the webcam was off. They've got a webcam basically where you can watch the fatberg slowly just melt and you know just decompose. I mean, so like that is a metaphor. Well, just it? flies are just like being born and stuff. Good job you can't smell it because it's sealed. Oh my god! But how um, big do you think it is? How much do you estimate it is? About probably about as big as this room. I'd oh say. my goodness me! Yeah. How is they get it? How do they get it in a goodness big box? Me! How do they get it in a box then? Well, we're in a box now, isn't it? They awful? just build a box, isn't it? Yeah, but we're not. I mean. I understand the comparisons, but I'm not really. A, <laughs> I'm not a fat bird. F- fully a fat bird, but what isn't it all made up of those wet wipes and stuff as well? Yeah, God, it's grim. It's absolutely it grim. grim it's it? really depressing to Aren't think we of. Foul. Um, let's let's just squeeze another email in. I've mm. got this email here, and the reason I've included it is because for some reason, and hopefully you'll know what I mean. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Yeah. So this email really reminded me of Walter White. Right. So hopefully you see what I mean, and it's from um, Christopher. Christopher says, um, greetings, gents. A long-time fan of The Ramble, and now your new show. I've been itching to write in after each show with some insanity from my own past that parallels whatever episode I've just finished. Mm. Like the time coyotes killed a rabbit on our lawn on Easter morning, terrifying the neighborhood kids. <laughs> uh, which I, I'd quite like to hear more about that, to be honest. Mm. Um, 
but I would always carry on with my day and I would never get around to emailing and eventually it seemed a little too late. But I just finished a recent episode about dads borrowing items from their work and thought this time I'm going to pull over and try sending my own anecdote in. <laughs> People emailing from the side of like a motorway. Do pull over. Do pull it's over. It's really important. Uh, my dad worked for General Motors, the automobile manufacturer here in Canada, mm. and from time to time the odd item would fall into his lunchbox and find its way home. Nothing big or grand, like I say, a Cadillac. A just, fuse. Just household things like scissors or electrical tape or tools. Mm. When I was seven or eight, we returned home one evening from dinner at a relative's and discovered our house had been broken into and burglarised. Great American uh, and Canadian word yeah. This was a small, semi-rural uh, Ontario, Canada town, so it wasn't exactly an HBO-level crime. They stole some jewellery, mostly plastic stuff of my uh, sisters, a coin collection, bits and pieces here and there. My folks called the police and they dispatched a car to our house. While we waited, my dad suddenly flew into a panic, worrying they'll see the stolen scissors from GM and end up <laughs> busting him. So he raced around the house, rounding up scissors, screwdrivers, and a roll of tape. <laughs> Mind you, none of these items had a GM logo on them, my dad shoved them all into a cornflakes box. <laughs> but that didn't seem safe enough, so he had me go into our basement and climb into an unfinished crawl space under the house <laughs> and tape that box to the underside of the house. And then he quickly instructed us all to stay quiet and let me deal with the police. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, the cops duly arrived and uh, were none the wiser to his grand heist. As an added note, my mum was so embarrassed by how messy my room was that she told the police it had been vandalised. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that because when you're a kid you assume that your dad's you know he knows what's together, doing, what he's doing yeah. together but then you see him and then in, in retrospect you go yeah my dad's mad isn't he yeah <laughs> that's absolutely. actually mad it, what, how would Stewie Donaldson deal with that sort of situation he'd be alright with that but I, I think I've said this story before he uh, once illegally rigged up a BT second line in our house and told us if I see the BT uh, don't tell anyone you've done this because uh, if I went to BT and asked them to do it, it would cost them ninety pounds uh, to to fit a second. But your dad's line. got the skills to do but it. My dad's got the skills to do it. Um, so he illegally rigged up. I, I don't even think. I don't even think it would be even be illegal. You're literally just doing it yourself. Um, mm. And he said, "Don't tell him because that's uh, that's naughty." And for the next five years of my life, every time I saw a BT engineer in the street, I was bricking it for my dad. <laughs> on my and, but parents, they don't know how far they fuck you up when they say just like offhand things yeah. they don't really know how exactly yeah you know exactly my, well my dad's a little bit more brazen than that because I told you he worked at an electronics company mm. called Ferguson which is now no longer around mm. I don't think and um, I think we had a Ferguson VCR yeah, yeah so they were like British made mm. I don't know what the quality was like but anyway he, he once like brought home a satellite a receiver a satellite yeah a satellite receiver and yeah. like a dish mm. and he just put the dish on the house yeah. Like it's brazen. It was there for everyone to see. Yeah. And he had, he had basically, I think he had just taken it yeah. and stuck it on the side of the house. So we had like Sky TV before it was a subscription. Right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you just yeah. used to pick up the channels. Yeah, you pick up them. Like, that was like a golden 18 months. We had Eurosport, Screen Sports, Sky Sports, all that stuff. Mm. Um, and it was amazing. And then as soon as it went over to, to subscription, that was the end of that. I mean, right? I presume it was all the subscription, but it was probably like an inert, um, like a like a yearly um, card still left the machine or whatever, like a little... Because um, because oh right maybe that. Um, but no but Pete I think it might have just been that you could with that dish you could just pick up a lot of channels you might oh yeah I mean oh you could just or it could just be a few channels plus um, the European ones as well because my mate had that where we'd watch we'd oh, yeah. watch a bit of QVC bit of rye bit then of we, rye then we then we'd watch um, <laughs> it had rye on it then we'd watch the uh, rye yeah R A I which is like the Italian I think it's rye. Oh and, right, yeah, and yeah, Canal yeah. Plus as well. Yeah, Canal Plus and oh, uh, hello and porn like a, during the day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or like stuff from like uh, Germany. Germany is quite a big sort of thing. Watching like German pop music 
the kind of festivals from like the the, the yeah. late 90s was really interesting. So, so um, yeah, definitely. Do you remember the story that John told us about Jim Davidson? <laughs> yeah, that's relevant yes, to that's this. A good story. I'll tell this now, right? So on cable and wireless, some people, if you're of our age, you'll remember this. Cable and wireless was a cable box, so it was done through through cable, not through a satellite. Mm. And um, you would um, pay a subscription for different bits and pieces. I remember it sort of being predominantly used to watch the box that mm. show that station where you could text in numbers to get yeah, your um, to get your song on, yeah, yeah um, and, and other bits and pieces. Anyway, we could watch it through Comcast back in the day or NTL. At midnight, there was a fifteen-minute teaser of I can't remember the name of the channel, but it was like some sort Television of, X, or yeah, Television, television X. X. Let's, yeah. let's call it that, yeah, or the Fantasy Channel or something like that. Fantasy Channel. That was that was one. I've not it? heard that name in such yeah. a long time. And and so at midnight, they would give you a free fifteen minutes of like quite soft core mm. teaser. This is what you can have if you pay. After fifteen, after mm. fifteen minutes past yeah. past midnight, or whatever, and some people said, I don't know, if this is an urban myth, but some people said you could unplug it and plug it back in again at quarter past twelve, and you get another fifteen minutes, and you keep keep doing it. I mean, it sounds like uh, sort of school schoolyards yeah. chatter, doesn't it? I didn't have a cable and wireless box, so mm. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, so John, our mate, insists that one <laughs> night he got back from the pub and he flicked it on, and we would have been teenagers at the time, I guess, and he was about to watch the fifteen minutes, and then Jim Davidson. As in Jim, Jim Davidson, Davidson yeah. yeah, walked into the room down some steps by the side of a pool and said, and there's all these men half naked there, like muscly men, tanned, and Jim Davidson, of all people, <laughs> walks straight up to the camera and says, I'm Jim Davidson, and welcome to gay night. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Such an indelicate, horrible, right, homophobic, racist man. In the words of Will McKenzie from The Inbetweeners, I have a few questions. <laughs> My first one is, can this have happened? Okay, so I, I, I anyone, run if you, if you, this back and forth in my brain, and it's so wonderful. The image is so wonderful. The world's most indelicate man, yeah, uh, having to kind of you know negate or, yeah. or, or, or kind of navigate. But he's just gone um, for it. <laughs> Hello at lukeandpeaches.com If you saw this happen, gay or if you've got night. any thoughts, it's just gay night. If you're listening, Jim, get in touch. Two lads kissing and a cuddling. <laughs> yeah. I'm not having it. Yeah. Or I am having it. It's just, I, just a strange booking. I'm not normally having it, but I've been paid to have it. <laughs> <laughs> is what he would probably think. Anyway, I think we should leave people on that bombshell. Pete. Yeah. Jim Davidson presenting Gay Night on Television X in the late 90s. It's, Did it happen? It's Gay Night. Uh, this is uh, the the government have forced me to do this because I got caught drink driving. <laughs> That's what it feels a bit like. <laughs> it like, feels yeah. a bit like he's had Community to make community service. We'd like you to Jim Davidson. We would quite like you, Jim, as part of your uh, <laughs> as part of your rehabilitation to reach out to the gay community <laughs> if you don't mind. It could even be that, Pete. It could have actually been that. It's the nineties. Anything's possible. <laughs> oh, I'm having it. Uh, right, uh, that's about it for us. We'll be back uh, next week with more fun and games. If you want to get into the show as always? It's hello at lukeandpshow.com. Yeah, but we'd love to hear from you. Silent T there a little bit. P show. Look and P show. Not the look and P show. Well, you you make it difficult for people to email in by introducing the show with a name that it isn't. What do I say? Earlier on, you said the Puke and Leak show or something. Yeah. Well, don't take that in. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you uh, next time around. Do get in touch. And if we don't hear from you, you know, keep well. Yeah. Don't die. I got this GM scissor for free. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.